Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Singles. I am joined, as ever, by Boo Cannon. Hi! Oh, oh, how I missed the, 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 the terrifying, painful, like, attack of your house. <laughs> it has been too long. Yeah, it has been it's... too long. And I have brought guest in tow. You have brought a guest in tow. Who is your guest in tow? I brought Jakey. Everybody say hi, Jakey. Hi. Hi, Jakey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jakey, as much as I love you, I have to say you can't quite match a boo. Hi. N- nobody can. <laughs> no, this it's, is... Uh, it's, the, it's the one thing I bring to this show. <laughs> you bring bits. You bring bits. You also get, bring do... great critical insight and good albums. But also you do bring... Hi. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I love that you can't go up that high. Like I, it's, it's, it's just not in me. It's not in me. It's just yeah. me. You ha- you have a gift. I pull up to this bitch sounding like Bubsy 3D. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, before we continue, I realized we didn't actually talk about the order we were going to talk about these albums in. Do we have a strong feeling? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I was thinking Janet, Glow of Love, Run DMC. That's just how I have them written down in my notes. Uh, Jakey, if you don't want to go first, that's totally fine as well. Um, oh, ooh, 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 I mean, shit, boo, 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 boo. You said Glow of well, Love. Did I not change that? Did I not shout about that getting changed? Shit. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> did, you bo- did you both miss that? Was that not clear enough? Jakey, did you li- you listen? Did you listen to Glow of Love as well, Jakey? Or? I I like heard a little bit of it, like when it was posted, and then I heard the other album. Um, okay. I did not. I but... did not catch the change. Oh no! No. no. <laughs> uh, boo! Fucking you saluted this. I did. Uh, one did second. I? Oh no! Oh no! You, you hit the salute. I I'm so sorry. No, don't worry. I... Don't worry. Uh, do you want to just like barrel along? Because I'm guessing you know like one track of this record. Do you want to just like barrel along, give do some live reacts because it's fun? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! This is the first time this has happened. Nah, don't worry. It's happened. It's happened before in Hot Singles history. So like, you know. Okay. Sick. All right, and then, and so on this episode, we're going to be talking about three albums. We're going to be talking about Boost Pick, which is Run DMC by Run DMC. We're gonna be talking about... <laughs> it's not Run DMC by Run DMC. It's Raising Hell by Run DMC. Wait, fuck! Am I listening to the right album? <laughs> oh my god! Most scuffed hot singles. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, actually... yeah. The first album was like uh, that was like what was announced. So I, but then oh my. you you mentioned Raising Hell earlier, so I was like, I... what? <laughs> No. Oh no. Oh, I saw no. Run DMC and I thought it was a self-titled one. We, <sighs> gang, do we, we want to take a mulligan for next week? <sighs> I don't know, because I listened to both already. <laughs> so, what are we- <laughs> all, all, how long is Raising Hell? How long is Raising Hell? Uh, do, like, do, should we make this a bit where I don't know your pick and you don't know my pick and we've got to teach <laughs> each other about our picks? Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, Raising Hell's like 12 tracks. It's like 40 minutes or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. This isn't so long that I feel we can't like explain it to each other in, you know, a reasonable amount of time. I'd like this bit. I want to just run with the bit, honestly. <laughs> you want to just run with this one? I'm sorry, Jakey. This, <laughs> this is a lot to be thrown in the deep end of. It is, but... <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> this is all... Okay, Boo, I also need a pick from you for like comedy music because all of this is staying in now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I need comedy music to like go underneath this because um. Uh, you got it. I'll uh, I'll get you something for like the banjo kazooie soundtrack. Yeah, perfect. Because uh, like we've done Travis Town before, and that's like not quite comedy and goofy enough, but it's like similar levels of like oh don't God. be stupid. This is great. It's this is gonna be like when Oreos are like, oops, there's been a mix-up at the factory. Now it's triple stuffed. It's like, <laughs> but we actually just fucked up. There actually has been an accident at the <laughs> Oreos factory this time. <laughs> Um, oh, Hot yeah. Singles Towers is currently experiencing technical issues. Yeah, that the <laughs> Dana Carvey sending a prayer for us while it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So, um, on this episode of Hot of this scuffed as hell episode of Hot Singles, we are going to soldier uh, soldier onwards. And we have made about... two crucial clerical errors. <laughs> We're firstly talking about Boo's pick, which is Raising Hell by Run DMC. By Run DMC. Which uh, is not an album I've listened to. Which is not <laughs> the album Alexis listened to. Yes. Okay, no, yeah. we gotta roll with it. Um. Now Peter, Piper, pick peppers, but run rock, rock, humpty, dumpty, fell, down, that's his heart, time, jaggery, nimble, what, nimble, and he was quick, but jam, mass mud, faster, jacks, or Jay's dick. There is a lot about uh, raising hell that is out there. I mean, it's 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 not like I, I have too much like minutia to explain to you. Um, it's you know uh, triple platinum hip hop album. It's uh, you know produced by Russell Simmons, Rick Rubin, uh, recorded in in only three months uh, after like an extensive tour for King of Rock. Um. Probably like the most influential hip hop album of all time. If I had to, if I had to place it, um, like credited with heralding like the golden age of hip hop, as well as its album era. Yeah, um, and it's just fucking awesome too. Uh, uh-huh. Like you got you got fucking fat hits on here. 
Uh, <laughs> no, um, it's I don't I don't know how to uh, like explain it, but it's like um, fucking like the boys are just so uh, like fluid on this record. Uh, like it it starts off with uh, Peter Piper, which is literally them like passing the mic back and forth every like two words, doing like the Peter Piper pick the pepper and so on. Uh-huh. Uh, it's so fucking cool. I really yeah. wish you listened to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, I will say, what I did listen to instead was their debut album, which, like, I, I can immediately hear in comparison, there are a couple of things that are, like, so different. It is, which is, it that, like, is just, it's, the, it's Run DMC, King of Rock, Raising Hell, Tougher Than Leather, all, like, incredibly explosive and vibrant records. So yeah. much fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, they, they hadn't, like, like, calcified into something that feels like a genre on the first record this feels like i listened to this immediately like i know what 80s hip-hop sounds like and it sounds like fucking this record which is you yes know. Yeah. It's, uh, this was this is the uh this is the bucket hat um like b-boy jacket era of run dmc as well uh-huh. um and it's uh, and you know obviously the chunky adidas sneakers um god uh, my adidas is such a good fucking song yeah <laughs> oh my god like it's um, I mean, there's there's that old uh, joke that's like, you know, hip hop back in the day was like, I went down to the hat store and I bought myself a hat. <laughs> yeah. um, hip hop started out in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Singing over beats just for a lark. Um, but okay, to no, be honest, I did uh, absolutely have in my notes from the first album the line, "We put all the fellas in a daze. It's everyone that we amaze," which is a straight, it's, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, okay, but it's like. like Come that on. was talking shit back in the day. Like, yeah, apparently was, it's, so. It's if you if if you like it's if you like tuned into like your rival MC's um like tape and it's like they're like and so and so is a sucker MC. Watch me poop and pee. You'd be like, I gotta <laughs> hang it up. I gotta hang it up. For real. It's, so, it's so over for me. It's so it's Jover. It's Joe Joe Wadida. Um, oh no, <laughs> Safini. Um, no, um, but my Adidas is awesome because it is that, and it also has incredible swag. It's it's uh, Daryl McDaniels DMC writes. Uh, it was a song that was about our sneakers, but it was bigger than just talking about how many pairs of sneakers we had. Uh, it came from the uh, place of people that look at the B boys and go, "Oh, those are the people that cause problems in here." And those young people are nothing but troublemakers, and those young people don't know nothing. So they were judging the book by its cover without seeing what was inside of it. Daryl, that doesn't really translate to, um, like the actual like. <laughs> <laughs> like textual content of my Adidas, which is how much they fucking love their Adidas shoes, which are great b-boy shoes. I gotta say, do you guys yeah. uh, have any Adidas shoes? I do have some Adidas shoes. Yeah. The only reason you have those is because of Run DMC. It, exactly. <laughs> I I like got I got like one pair of Adidas, and I got the whole track suit, the jacket, the pants Hell with yeah. the stripes. Oh, sweet. It, it it's go. still the coolest outfit 
you could possibly it's so, wear. <laughs> it's uh, the first the first legit pair of sneakers that I got is a now beater pair of Stan Smiths, mm -hmm. and they are, they are still they are still like the coolest shoes ever. They are fucking awesome. Yeah. No, everyone's got to everyone's got to go through that. It's like that or green like green flashes. Like any any like proper old school Adidas mm -hmm. just like, you know you genuinely cannot beat them. Like. I'm so I, I'm in love with my Oswegos. I'm wearing them every day. New style, new shades. It's, we're like... all we're all at separate phases of Adidas. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think where it's but none of them, none of them. It's like this put Adidas like uh, this put like just like sneakers in hip hop culture like on the map. Yeah. yeah. Like it's you you don't get Air Jordans without my Adidas. You just you just you don't. Yeah. Like there's, like, there's this no is... cachet to sneakers without it. Yeah. Yeah. It's this yeah. is like the earliest example of like streetwear culture being a huge part of hip-hop it's so fucking cool yeah um i also remember it's uh one of the it's one of the first times i heard this song was uh it was it was, uh, it was a mashup of uh it of my adidas and uh the fucking like the bowser boss fight from super mario 64 <laughs> so it was like my uh do -do -do -do. It was like it was legit rap rock. I'll send it over. It yeah, was please. it's yeah. it's so fucking cool. No, and it's to to bring that to the next point, like it's so many of the beats on here are just like uh like breaks and then followed by like trumpet squeals for like percussive notes. Uh my Adidas especially is just that and mm -hmm. it's fucking so cool. Um God damn. Uh, it's tricky as well. Um, as the only um, fan of SSX under the age of 30 these yeah. days, um, I have heard it's tricky probably, um, I'm going to say, 80 hundred times. Mm, I mean, and it's. Yeah, same here. Just like every time I hear this track, every time I hear it's tricky. I'm just imagining like fucking up a move in SXX tricky. And it's, it's, it's tricky, tricky, tricky. It's tricky, tricky. <laughs> Front side 180 <laughs> with a method. Um, and then like you, you break through like a shortcut and like they get like a MF Doom sample that's like there's like incredible amounts of toxic waste in this alien. Or something. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's I. It's, what are they this doing is, to that alien? No. It's. I am. I. I tell, you're too worried about the minutia of it. He's fine. It's like a movie from like the 30s. Yeah. It's like a, it's like an allegory for hanging out with your buddies. It's like prohibition or whatever. Don't worry yeah, yeah. about it. I'm, I'm not worried. No. Um, I am going to use this. But space can I make an well. admission? Can I make an admission? Of course, of course. This is a this is a safe space that is also getting broadcast in recorded like format to everyone yeah, we know. It's nobody tell anybody. Okay. It's if you heard this, no, you didn't. Um. I didn't know where the song was from, even though I have heard it on radio and a million different places, probably also in a lot of ads, a lot of times. I didn't know it was tricky for a long time in my head as far away as it's chicken. That's the most British <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. <laughs> I'm so sorry to everyone. <laughs> it's chicken, Any chicken, chicken, chicken. Huh. Yeah, I, I probably... <laughs> I, I don't have any excuses. I do I don't say have any it's excuses. chicken when I I do I do sing it's chicken like in that when I whenever I have like uh, like chicken strips or something. So it it, does... it's the right it's the right thing to sing to the tune of from the MCs. It's tricky. 
So it's I can I can understand. It's uh, this is what I'm here for is to get you educated. Yeah, you are, and you're going to be very successful at it because because uh, you because yeah. <laughs> you you fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I fucked up. It's I fucked up too. I also it's so no, funny. No, 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 no. This is not a blame fest. We're doing the bit. We are sticking to the bit. We are. I know. Confident it's, I just, it's, it's so funny that it's like Jake, Jakey came in and was like, all right, guys, let's do this. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, 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 uh. Now you fucked so, up. Now you fucked up. Now you now fucked, you fucked up. up. We have fucked up now. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's, everything else on here is so good. It's, I, the last thing that I want to talk about, because I feel like I'm, I'm pushing the conversation a lot. Um. <laughs> Uh, Walk This Way with Aerosmith. Um, I think, like, it's... That is a, like, legendary sample track. Like, that's, that is, that has its own wing to it, dedicated in, like, sampling history. Yeah. Because um, I think it was one of the first times where, uh, like, people who got <coughs> sampled for something also got writer's credits on it. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, it's because they, they covered on it. Uh, like it's, they did a cover of it and, um, oh, what's the story? Hang on. I have this written down. Okay. So, um, while working on raising hell, Rick Rubin pulled out a vinyl of toys in the attic, uh, like, and at shows run DMC would freestyle over the first few seconds of the song. Like, like just that opening break, um, without knowing what the full song sounded like or even hearing the lyrics, they had no idea who Aerosmith even was. <laughs> <laughs> at the first, like the first time, it's so funny, um, and it's uh, like it's not, nobody involved expected it to be a, uh, uh, a single at all, even though it's like probably for like large swat. If not for it's tricky, then walk this way would probably like be the most popular Run DMC song like back then, just because of like the rock radio coalition. Um, but no, it's so fucking good. It's Alexis, if you have not heard Walk This Way, oh, it's no. literally just the. No, it's no, just no. fucking. I've heard what this the front DMC version of Walk This Way. Okay. Don't, don't worry it's, about that much. I'm not that much under a fucking rock. It's so cool. <laughs> the music video is fucking awesome, too. Yeah. Uh, where it's. Steven Tyler literally breaks the wall down that separates him and Run DMC. It's like, whoa, we did it. We solved racism. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Having Steven Tyler be the one to solve racism is incredible. That's a that's a big swing. That is a big ass <laughs> fucking swing. This boy, he looking like couch leather in 1986. I'm being like, hey guys, y'all, you are all right with me, and everybody goes, yeah, yeah. That's so uh, cool. But yeah, walk this way is like he, such a huge crossover moment in. It's it's the like, it's the eighties version of Numb and Encore. Yes, I yes. Guess. Wow, <laughs> that shit is so cool. <laughs> it's, I hope everybody, I hope everybody over forty listening to Hot Singles hears that and goes, "Fuck yes!" Like that is so true. It's so true. <laughs> Okay, does anybody else want to talk about Raising <laughs> Hell? It's I I love this album so much. I just wanted to talk about that for that's like a incredible first uh four track run. Like yeah. probably, maybe the best in hip hop history. Oh, absolutely. Like oh, Like Raising Hell is definitely one of those like early hip hop albums that are like that are like regarded as just like essential 
in like pushing the development of hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's so, oh, it's so cool. And it's, I think like it's, it's, it was like the first time where it's like the personality and toughness really came together for run DMC. Like, like I was saying, it's like, they were kind of wearing like suits and like hats. Uh, and now they got like on the cover here, like leather puffer jackets. Like, oh, they look so fucking it's swag. So, so, a couple so of swagged out. <laughs> They're so fucking cool, dude. Yeah, no, 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 fucking cover watch. Like, the artwork's incredible. Like, typesetting, you know. Oh, man. It's this, it's this album. This, uh, it's whenever I see like tall, wide, like tall, narrow text in like on an album cover mm-hmm. or like on like an energy drink or something, I'm like, you got run DMC to thank for that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've, I've always loved typography, just like laid out that way and just huge blocks. Like, it's so yes, nice. Absolutely. It's so good. Um, and it's like a great like size allocation too. Like it's, they, they lucked out having run DMC be like the same amount of letters and roughly like the same width, no matter yeah. what font they have. Yeah. Like it's, you, you got like curved letters and stuff. Uh, I also wanted to post the, uh, the cover to, uh, my Adidas slash Peter Piper here mm-hmm. just oh. cause, uh, like this is it's just like a god work. It, like it's it is Oh, that's that's it's, just perfect. It's it's peak design like <laughs> It's it's a fu- it's two rectangles and text. It is it's if you if you had this in like your crate when you were like playing it like freestyles like it's they'd be like, "Damn, you are fucking cool as fuck. Here is my girlfriend. You can fuck her." <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Believe me. Um no, it's uh, going back to the raising hell. Um, it's a uh, it's a two it's it's a two ink job. Like it's just purple and green, mm-hmm. um, which like almost guarantees that like it's it will it will like you you will be able to see the age on any vinyl copy of Raising Hell. Because uh, it's like it's if you just like point this to a light for like an hour, it just immediately gets like sun blasted, like a <laughs> like a portrait of like a yeah. <laughs> like a fucking baseball star in like a New York diner or something. Um, and I think to that end, I think it is unintentionally like one of the most incredible statements about authenticity that you can make. Just like it's. If if you see like a like a fresh copy of Raising Hell, like no earmarks or anything on it, what you're like, that's that that has to be like fake, even. <laughs> well, you haven't um, played it fucking properly. You haven't. You that's know. what I'm saying. It's <laughs> yeah. if, if it's Raising Hell is like built to be a beater copy of yeah. itself in like its physical assembly yeah. of the artwork. It's so fucking cool. Um, I forget the name of the woman who took the picture, but she's done stuff for uh, Tom Petty. Um, Fuck. Uh, I think she's done some stuff for Janet Jackson as well, mm-hmm. uh, who we'll get into later. But uh, no, like it's uh, just it's she usually shoots like black and white or sepia, but it's run DMC. We're definitely like, nah, we got to make it purple. We got to make it purple. It <laughs> what if so cool what purple. if it was purple? <laughs> what if it was purple? Run DMC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, God, I love this album. Mm-hmm. Um. It's, I also, it's, I have like the 2005, uh, edition as well that, uh, gives you the My Adidas acapella. So whenever it's, oh, shit, yeah. I, I have been, I have been fiending looking for a spot in any of my mixes to put it in for like the last six years. 
but surely um, you, you, I feel like you have to have found that spot by now. Come on. Surely. I can't, I haven't. I really haven't. It's <sighs> you're you're not gonna believe this, but like, uh, like Jack L A ripoff music uh, <laughs> does not have a but uh, does not have a spot for a my Adidas top line. Uh, I mean, we talk, we we as you know, just two people have talked enough about why and how you use uh, particularly the Boston acapella, like yes, anywhere <laughs> and everywhere, but for specific reasons. But like, yes, okay, I mean, like that's the, that's a chance. Like, Run DMC, like eighties rap has a cadence and has a style to it, which like mm-hmm. this is so much more finesse than the early versions of. But it's still like. I, I am haunted by the time that uh, Orton brought the Low End Theory on this podcast, and I said, like, it's great, it sounds amazing, but the rapping's kind of mid, isn't it? Um, like, th- that happened, and I have to own that, but it was also two years ago, and I have learned slightly. But, oh, like, just um, like... It's, you You were not as bad as... Uh, the, 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 who is this guy? Um, fucking uh, Richard Cromlin. Um, who, uh, you know, like, covered, like, Nirvana and shit. Like, it's one of the... It's uh, Los Angeles Times' um, rock, uh, like, review god, who said, If the same old boasts are wearing thin and the misogyny gets grating, the beats are infectious and varied, and the vocal trade-offs can be dazzling. Hmm. So it's... You weren't... You will never be that wrong. Huh. Which is good. Um, and it's misogyny referring to the song called the Dumb Girl. <laughs> 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 oh brother it's, don't girl goes crazy I don't care I don't care if that makes me fucking I don't care it's so cool it, that song's about me for real it's you're not this fine you're out of your mind and I wrote this rhyme just for your kind don't be misled remember what I said the rhymes of rappers surely not to take in your head dumb 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 girl <laughs> it's so fucking awesome it's so cool it's, uh, it's, so cool. it's, it's so it's just straight up sincere and like straightforward again because it's like mm-hmm. 30 bpm then hip-hop would be like right now and like really really like straightforwardly explicit with the lyrics like mm. you know yeah. just yeah, like you, you aren't swearing you aren't like like going around about in metaphorical ways you're just literally Swearing saying the thing fools exactly <laughs> you know you just say the thing you mean directly and sometimes it's like oh i i guess i've just ruined the man's if, life if you couldn't say it in the bible don't say it in your tracks exactly Hashtag one love one love <laughs> yeah yeah there's just like so much sincerity with run dmc especially in this time that like that that like it, it's still like I still appreciate appreciate it so much now. <laughs> no, it's I mean like that that's it. Like it's they're just it's they are just fully and authentically themselves. Yeah. It's so it's so fucking cool. But yeah, I mean like um, again th- themselves is a uh, is like it, again I listened to the first I I listened to multiple times to the first record to try and like get a sense. Like they are straight up talking about like pitching up to the party like striking b-boy poses and like being the coolest people in the room every single time and like proud to be black is like that yeah just mm-hmm. like there is such a sense of like really particular really like i don't know just like they know that they are doing something different and that thing is about to fucking take over the world and they are like so happy to own it and like yeah yeah it's so singular it's so singular like th- literally you do not get a sense that they are they can't 
crib anyone's style. They are the style. They are yeah. exactly yeah. Everybody cribbed their from. style. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's... It's so, like, after this, it's, uh, Rick Rubin's like, okay, that was awesome. Uh, who are these fine little, uh, white boys named the Beastie Boys? Let's, uh, let's get in touch with them. Jesus. And then, the game changed once again forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out Rick Rubin. He went from making beats on Raising Hell to now, uh, doing Transcendental Meditation <laughs> with Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> It's are we it's I, I it's I can't imagine why we'd be uh against Rick Rubin. Is Alexis is Hot Singles a pro Rick Rubin podcast? I think it's a good to fair opinion on Rick Rubin. Okay, because yeah. it's when it's whenever I see people that don't like Rick Rubin, and I'm sorry if you don't like Rick Rubin and you're listening to this, it's a you it's you sound like an angry dad. And mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, and to be honest, uh, given hey, that he is kind of the like counterpoint to all angry dads ever, he is like he is he's the he's the chill uncle. Exactly. For real. Angry dad. <laughs> yeah. He's like it's yeah. I, I have a couple of bongos in the garage. Would you want to play with those, champ? And I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, Rick. Yeah, uncle. I fucking love that man, dude. That'd be fucking sick. And I'm like 32. <laughs> while I'm saying <laughs> Yeah. Mu like, music is all about connecting with yourself and meditation. Mm. That's what I. It's about good decisions, not necessarily good instruments. And I'm like, no, no, absolutely. I'm just like for fucking E Honda, hundred hand slapping his bongo collection. For real, like R Rick was like so. Um, he's so real for that like one like sixty minute interview where he's like, uh, I I don't have any technical abilities. Uh, I I just know what's good. It's he's like, it's he he's been vibing for eight hundred years. Exactly, he's the most he's the most fucking <laughs> like like prestigious fucking like music talent of all time. It's so oh. cool. <laughs> Just fucking wing it. That's so funny. Yeah, it's so powerful. But I mean, like everyone does kind of. I, I mean, a certain type oh, of person does need to. Oh, sorry. It's I did want to say it's uh, Rick Rubin and Russell produced. It's uh. Daryl once again states that they oversaw and added to the beats more than they they actually constructed them, mm -hmm. which is so fucking cool. <laughs> so like, now nah, they didn't do shit on our album. We did the album. Yeah, it's our album. It's our album. <laughs> it's, do, yeah. it's do you see do you see any space for Rick Rubin on that album cover? No, no. Why uh, would you? Yeah, I mean, no. It's a <laughs> you know, Jam Master J had a had a fucking say. That, that's it's, a line. That oh, it's so true. That's a probably a line that was somewhere in their second album. I don't know. I, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, I was just going to say, like, you know, there, there is, like, an internal, like, psychodrama between the, the strict dad and the chill uncles forever to be fought between, like, real music heads and Rick Rubin fans. Like, this is it's, uh, a clash it's, it ha it's, handed it also to us through the ages, here. yeah. It also happens here again with, like, the, uh, like, the racial dynamics of mm. Walk This Way and, uh... Uh, like between Aerosmith and Run DMC, like it's like Aero Aerosmith dads are like, no, that's awful, that's that's terrible, and then the chill Rick Rubin uncle's like, no, yeah, it's an incredible like hybrid genre mix. It's it's fascinating. It's really nice. <laughs> uh, it puts just a cultural conversation forward in powerful it's, ways. Yeah, it's, uh, Rick said it's like I never even thought Walk This Way would be a single. It's not that I didn't like it. I just literally did not think about it in those terms, which yeah. is so funny. Like, it's, <laughs> It's well, like it's, it's just pure intuition with that man. Like it's yeah. it's he's just I don't know. I, I guess I have not had a thought since 1978. 
And that is so my, my man has been zooted since 2004. Like, it's he. <laughs> he I want a run to be zooted for. <laughs> he took a four minute tolerance break on New Year's Eve 2003 and was like, nope, all right, we're back at it. <sighs> uh, um, does does anybody else have anything to say about uh, raising hell? Um, I'm tapped. I'm tapped. I literally. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I wasn't asking you, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think I think we've we've covered enough, uh, just like about like the importance of this album, especially with uh, like its impact on other hip hop artists, and especially in the fashion. Mm-hmm. Okay, then, yeah, it's, I mean, like, if you, if you are listening to this, you obviously have listened to, like, at least a third of Raising Hell. Go ahead and finish that, uh, those, those last two thirds up, um, and reintroduce yourself to true hip-hop greatness. It is, mm-hmm. what a fucking awesome album, holy shit. Hell yeah. It still <sighs> holds up. Um, now, to... To have the uh, the gigantic mirror uh, <laughs> flip back overhead to me. Yeah, um, I, I get to be the one to fl- hold on the big inflatable hammer and bonking you on the now head. Now you get yeah. to be the one beating the shit out of me. You yeah. get to be the one putting me in a, through a fucking table. No, um, no, 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 no. This is all. This is all comedy violence. This is all big cartoon. Yes, all, yeah. all, it's it's it's. Uh, I'm, I'm king. It's, da- I'm king. Da da I'm bashing you on the head with a. You know, like. It, everything's very bouncy and cartoony. The physics are uh, all, all over the place. It's great. It's hot fine. singles, more like Looney Tunes. Hey, hey. If you, if you, okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Alexis, what the what the heck did you bring? That I, I brought. <laughs> uh, I mean, you asked us if you didn't know already. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I brought the record, Cupid and Psyche 85 by Scritti Politti.
yeah, it's uh, Alexis. Uh, it's I, when I was back scrolling last week. Uh, when we got the date for this set in, it's I saw the Spotify API uh, "Glow of Love" uh, uh -huh. by Change, which was Alexis's original nomination, and I saw Luther Vandross, and I was like, "Perfect!" And then I just listened to that um, like 80 million times. That I did not see. It's like, so good. Right after it's Cupid and Psyche '85, and I salute reacted to it, indicating that I understood <laughs> the album that I was going to be listening to. Yeah, yeah, that and did then happen. I didn't. Uh. I mean, it's fine. Change is... The reason I didn't pick Change is because, like, thinking about... I was thinking about, like, machine, like, music that, like... Change, I will just, like, have the sidebar of why I was thinking about it. Like, Change is a bunch of, like, Italian, like, pop producers who've, like, mm -hmm. been through the ringer a bit with Italo, the early bits of Italo, and I've heard a lot of, like... East Coast disco, like Philly disco in particular, and Motown, mm -hmm. and are like, we want a slice of that. We know how to make disco but punchy. And they machine produce this whole like system for getting great disco and funk and soul records out the door. And just like cartels of vocalists, just like in, you do your amazing song and out. It's the first like time Luther Vandross is on record is blah, blah. And it's incredible. And it was just really funny in my head to put that up against Velvet Rope, which is like, Using the machine to like break itself, like one of the first times you can I can think of that like a massive pop artist within the pop machinery is just like nah, like we're gonna fucking like do things that are silly. But also like, change is lovely to listen to, but it's also not very substantial. Like you know, um, I ended up picking this, which is another kind of like, what the fuck are we doing in pop music record? Which is Keep It In Psyche mm -hmm. by um, Scrooge Politti. Uh, bit of background. Scrooge Politti is basically one dude, um, and like was his pet project for a long time. Before uh, he basically kicked out all the members when he switched from being their names uh, Green uh, Gutside. Like he switched from being the sort of like a, a like punk, like art school punk, like new wavy punk. Um, and just sort of like got rid of all the like theory theory references and like literary allusions and decided like no I want to make a fucking pop record move to the states and hired one of the weirdest man men I've ever heard of in pop music history um, a guy called Arif Mardin is that a name that you've ever heard of? No <laughs> Arif Mardin if you look at his credits he's produced like Max Roach albums like jazz classics from the mid 60s as well as like Sher and Dusty Springfield in the 60s. And it's, then he uh, was on sorry, on Rate Your Music here, I see he was mastered by a guy named Tony Cousins, which is awesome. <laughs> Tony Cousins, shout out to Tony. Tony Cousins. I'm sure he, he, he did a fabulous job. Thank you, Tony. But yeah, uh, Arif Martin then was producing basically like Hall and Oates and Aretha Franklin and Shaka Khan. And like, he is like the fucking belly of the beast. Like, he is the guy who has been hit making for literally 30 years at this point. <laughs> and he gets handed this like weedy, weedy Welsh dude who's like got a bunch of really well written songs and this like a name literally taken cribbing off Gramsci, like absolute nonsense. But like turns it into this, which is one of the, the weirdest, and it's not even that weird. No, it's not weird at all. In fact, it's like one of the most indulgent, perfectly put together and like nerdy fucking pop records you are ever gonna find and like a fucking stamp on this kind of like 80s new wave pop sound. And I just basically think the songwriting is perfect, but also the aesthetics on it are just like 
off the fucking chain. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm listening to uh, Hypnotize right now, and I'm mm. like, wow! Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. every song is a moment to make you go, oh! Yeah, I was like listening to it earlier today, and I'm like, it, it's such an unhinged pop record. Yeah, it is like it's, it's it's insano mode. Bobby Brown is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but yeah, like this is a dude who like <laughs> that's crazy because he sorry that's crazy because he already worked with Frank Zappa. But this is the weirder <laughs> album. <laughs> like, they tried. They tried to get as yeah. weird as fucking. You put it Psyche 85. Yeah, no, like, this is this Thank is a guy you. who truly believes in the power of pop music. Like, <laughs> this is a guy yes, who's, like, absolutely. fucking bought in so hard. He, he he knows what he's doing with the pop songs. But yeah, yeah, like, don't even need to go track by track. One of the strangest things about this album is, like, it has no structure. Like, it is just, like, an attempt to write <laughs> a world-breaking smash hit nine times. Because the first track is the only <laughs> reggae track. <laughs> <laughs> the first track is a reggae track, and none of the others are, and that makes no sense. No. Um, and Hypnotize is a really good track, but it could be track six, and you wouldn't care one way or the other. No, no. it's it's all just fucking. Good. This is this is uh this is uh uh this is the beta version of Seven G. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is Nine G, and every track is a G. Yeah. <laughs> every track was written by a G. I mean, every track was written okay. by fucking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, come okay. On. okay. Okay. We need to wind this one back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah. So like, oh god, the big smashes in inverted commas are absolute and pub way and kind of would be's, which is a f another funny one because that's like a a nod to Aretha. Like there are Aretha samples on the like twelve inch version of it. Again, given the choice to produce it, it feels very on the fucking nose. But yeah, like, Absolute is weird in that most of this record is dry as hell. Like, most of this record is just, like, full of empty space. And Absolute mm -hmm. is so wonderful because it's it's full of this, like, beautifully weirdly... I, I, I never talked about, like, 80s Bruce Springsteen records. We keep using the word powdery, which I think the more that I think about it is the, like... <laughs> it, it's, the, it's the slightly aliased, like, shiny, but, like... It's shiny and full and very active, but actually kind of like toned down, um, like air air bands, like high end of digital reverbs. I think is what's happening. Like we haven't quite got to the stage of like perfectly filling out the top end. Like it's still got a bit of that like digital crunch, <laughs> and like absolutely is just full of this like insane like activity all over its top end that I think is just magical. Yeah. Um, but you compare it to a track like Small Talk. Small Talk is dead. Like, absolutely no air in that track whatsoever. That track is shrink wrapped. Like, <laughs> that shit's like. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that track is dead. Oh, <laughs> uh, not in that way. That track is no, like, space. No, I, I know it's, what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's been, it's been like on fire. What an awesome compliment. Yeah, no, that, that track is dead in the best way possible. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. Um, like first listen, I was Im- immediately like, um, like just surprised by the sound design of this record. Yeah. Like, just just like the a lot of the dead air that like you that like you mentioned and also just like i don't know just like the the like textures of some of the sounds he uses a lot of like plucky kind of tones like very percussive and then you also get these really like really loud reverb like gated drums yeah just uh it's really sick it's like i don't think i don't think it's i've i've been just listening to the record live Uh, first of all it's fucking awesome yeah Yeah, obviously um second it's i have not heard a tom drum with like at least four years of reverb not on this album yeah like it's they they all have like just going yeah they're all like until it hits the like next drum hit in which case it just like goes to unity like goes to zero Mm -hmm. yeah like, Such like strange shapes and attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, cause like right now, like there's definitely a lot of like pop artists that are trying to like bring back that 80s style production, but like, uh, not, nothing I've heard is like, uh, going back to this. Yeah. They're, they're all going back to the, like the disco, uh, like rolling big evolving sounds. Mm-hmm. Like that's one way of doing it, which is all like you know, basically just like big analog synths. Like th- those are like Junos and Jupiters that like you're dragging from that sound world. If you're thinking of like a weekend record or whatever, this is mm-hmm. like, if I had to guess, this is a lot of FM synthesis. Which means if a, I, this is very much in the nerdy weeds, but like if you've yeah. ever looked at the way that um, a DX7, a Yamaha DX7 runs its envelopes, they are bizarre. They make no sense to anyone who's used any other synthesizer ever. <laughs> but what they're very, very good at is making these like tiny spikes, which can like live at the start of sounds and like modulate the sound such that you get the like nice, like like classic 80s FM, like dry uh, key sound, but with these like bizarre, like percussive peaks at the start. And like it's just a, a really unique way of doing modulation, but it means you get these sorts of textures out. You get these like hyper hyper sharp peaks at the starts of sounds, which just like disappear instantaneously. Like mm-hmm. this sound world is one that like you know like who's been using this sort of sound design since and like kind of like the dubstep people were the people who like made FM fashionable again. Like no one mm-hmm. in that world though is aiming for this kind of percussion. Still does have some of that like dance music-y, like, interlocking jigsaw uh, puzzle pieces sound to it, though. Like, you, you, the amount of stuff that's, like, ping-pong back and forth between left and right channel, like, fitting holes in the, the percussion tracks with, like, weird little incidental keyboard parts. Like, every little bit of space isn't occupied. It's, you know, just, like, filled in time, like, in isolated mm-hmm. rhythmic chunks by, the, you know, these, like, plucky, tight, crazy, sharp sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the closest I could really compare this to, especially uh, like around the time that record came out, is um, uh, a lot of like the production on Janet Jackson's uh, yeah. Rhythm Nation. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's Jimmy Jam and Lewis, right? Like, yeah, is... Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, who will also who also produced uh, 
Velvet Rope, which we'll be talking about yes. more. Uh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's like the closest I can really compare this to. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like uh, this uh, self plug, like the the last like EP of releases that I put out together was a bunch of eighties tracks that I just like self covered to learn this production style. Mm-hmm. I covered Absolute, and I also covered two different uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis produced tracks. Yeah, but yeah, like just going back to some of the songwriting, like try like don't work that hard. Just like I, I love it so much. Like it's got the the disco thing of like kick snare kick snare with basically no other percussion or like all the other percussion is like way in a completely different sound stage like there are little fills and bits and pieces and obviously the massive fucking toms occasionally but like this is a track being driven by all the energy and the rhythmic complexity being coming from those synth parts and it's just fucking funky it, it fucking goes i don't know like I th- saying anyone is giving like Michael Jackson, but maybe a bit, a bit better. But like, not gonna lie, there, there's a there's a sense of like later, you know, like some of the later Michael Jackson stuff. Like, I'm not gonna compare this to like Off the Wall, but like, you know, Thriller Bad. Like, there's some bits of that which start to get the more plastic production. I will say it's I I do I did go whoa at that, but I immediately hear it's a uh, perfect way just yeah. loaded up. And I immediately just heard like the fucking Sonic Three and Knuckles Sega Genesis yeah. bass on that, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hmm, okay, maybe Alexis is right." Yeah, no, it's just like everyone is like decided that the sound of the future is at this point in time like some of the shunkiest, weirdest fucking tones we've ever heard, and some of them like like almost feel apologetic about it. Like we would like to get like a a fun bass line here, but we can't actually get a bassist to play because that's not cool anymore because it's 1986. Or you do what this album does and like lean so heavy into the like unphysical, uncanny, like, like attack and release on it. That it just sounds fucking strange, but really, really compelling. And yeah, again, I think Perfect Way is just almost perfectly written as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, there's a song on here called Wood Bees. Yeah, there's a song called, <laughs> here called Wood Bees. The lyrics are a bit nonsense. It, they, they, they spell out. I mean, the name's a bit nonsense, Alexis. It's called <laughs> Wood Bees. Yeah, it's... it's this uh, would, if, I, if, if I was smart enough to like listen to the right album, I would just not be able to shut up about Wood Bees. Yeah. And of course, it's got the most incredible, like, like, like spare parts opening yeah. of all time. Oh my god. Again, just like, again, very much going off the like, who are the people he's listening to? It's like Zap and Roger, it's uh, the system, it's like A.E.'s Aretha Franklin. Like, there's a reason this is a this is an Aretha tribute track basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, on, on YouTube, the uh, the video is uh, it's titled "Would Be's uh, Parentheses Pray Like Aretha Franklin." Yeah, I mean it's, it's in the lyrics. It's just very, very on the surface. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Would Be's also. If you hit the one minute mark, it's got a fucking.
yeah. shit. God, yeah. God only knows what that be without you. Like just like so enamored with pop, so enamored with pop, like absolutely in love with what pop can sound like. Ooh. But yeah. yeah, another one of those like entirely like taking its groove out of the like like kick snare kick snare like right on top of the beat like getting all the groove from the like really really like just like beautifully arranged bassline and all the incidental stuff mm-hmm. yeah ah oh. oh, yeah this album is very close to my heart because very few things sound like it and pull it off like it often sounds like a crib often sounds like a a put on but like this feels like someone with this much sheer optimism a guy who sounds like he's singing with a smile like plastered on his face like he's got this like he's like i'm doing it i'm doing it he's got this like it goes crazy it's it's this incessant brightness to his voice like it's just like everything about his voice is like lifting constantly yeah he's so in love with it and yeah (laughs) oh love it uh boo do you want to cover watch this I mean, it's... It's a bit of a mess. I guess it's... It's sort of a mess. It's... I mean... Uh, the most immediate um, visual uh, comparison I can make is, like, it's sort of like... It almost looks like a, like a, like an old-school passport mm-hmm. or, like, a like a, like a like a luggage tag or something with, like, stamps on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fonts are crazy on this. Like, it's... Yeah. I, it's... Having this as a record sleeve, like it's like a physical product, would go crazy. But like looking at it on here, like yeah. on my computer, it looks kind of like somebody just fucked up their blogger theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, oh man, it's uh, they better like emboss that Cupid and Psych text as well as like the oh, stamp text. Oh, you would as well. have yeah. to. Like that would be that would be delicious. That would be so good. Mm-hmm. Um. It's. I mean, it looks cool. It's that's uh, that's what I got. It's. I mean, if it had a, if it had an album cover that was more obviously like a, uh, like a like a pastiche of like other stuff. Does uh, is there are there any uh, scritty albums with um, with like their like the their like the dude's face on it? Ooh, like, good question. It's. Because uh, like the old stuff is all like that's what I'm saying. It, like it's it it all appears to be like just the text on there, which I think denotes a a sort of a reservation to you know sort of that um, like that total '80s worship. Mm-hmm. But like it's being able to be like no, like back in the eight, like it's like it's like that 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 shit had like like this shit had a. Like it's we are in an era of crazy awesome pop album covers right now, which they were. Yeah. Uh, so it's there. There's room for experimentation here, which I think is the acknowledgement. Um. But uh. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, mean, I mean, like this is calling cool. forwards to the '90s. This for calling forwards yes, to like absolutely like graphic the, design, the, like the, 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 stuff, the yeah. print work, duplication stuff of the '90s. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> celebrating, celebrating what we have in the present and looking forward. Yeah. Um, but it's again as a as a digital uh, artifact, I don't think it really holds up. Nah. As a physical one with a little bit of work, this shit would go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of the black border. Around the, uh, 
Yeah, the there is a black well. border. Interesting. If it didn't have that, I feel like it's... What that is trying to do is it's trying to center the context of, like, the image that we're seeing. It's like, no, this is an album. This is how you look at it. This is a... It's it's quite literally framing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where it's... I think if it was just... Like, if you got that border out and, like, honestly, like, if you... If you tilted... Like it's, I'm just, I'm just like giving like a, like physical feedback. Like I'm my own design teacher right now, <laughs> but, um, uh, like it's honestly like if you like made like the double print screwdy polity, uh, uh, logo like bigger and like tilted it slightly, it would look more like a printing defect, which would be, I feel like would be like cooler and more intentional and more future facing. Yeah, well. yeah, that makes sense. Um, I can tell you that at least on some of the reissues or maybe reprints or whatever, or different like regional editions, they do indeed emboss the Cupid in site eighty five in the middle. Fantastic. That's you know what it, that that I know that it's where it's we we've, we've put uh, one point up on the score. Nice. Going nice. from a to a we don't give scores here. No, no, it's it wasn't a it was like a and now it's like a yeah the the has got longer. It's important. Yes. Very important. Sick. No, this, uh, it's, I will go back and listen to this record because yeah. what I've heard of it is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just very sincerely good pop music and very hard on its sleeve about how much it loves being pop music, which is funny because he used to be a guy who would like quote Rumbo in his lyrics, which is stupid and up his own ass. But, you know, <laughs> some, sometimes you've got to be an art school student who makes post punk and that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's like it's like interesting hearing like a pop record created by a guy who came from post punk. Yeah. I mean I mean again, like he lost all of his friends doing this to be clear. <laughs> like none of them wanted to be in a band with him anymore. He annoyed them a lot. It's sorry, it's uh yeah, it's the he was in a band full of like some guys called like the Devious Flannel Shirts and uh it's like they're like Right, you want to fucking make a song called Pray Like Aretha Franklin? And he's like, yeah. They're like, we are not friends with you anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, genuinely, so straightforwardly, yeah. like, they they wrote songs about, like, OPEC and, like, Mikhail Bakunin. And, like, now he wants to make the most pop you could ever pop. And that this is what it turns into. I, I cannot get over this specifically because, like, projecting i see a lot of you know my desires for a very sincere appreciation of pop as a form like this guy know knows what is up it's it's a permission to be a little cutting alexis yeah no please it's like the theory dork loves pop music oh. is exactly you 100 yeah. why the why the fuck else would i bring this and if not to <laughs> somewhat dub myself in yeah no it's oh it's so good it's really fucking good yeah is it is it time to hit Janet. I think so. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. It's viewers, listeners, uh, Romans, countrymen, let's make a deal. Uh-huh. I will listen to this album if you listen to this album too. Because <laughs> this shit cranks. Yeah. That there fun. you go. There you go. It's it's shake on it. Okay, we shook. It's I, I, I can I, I saw you. It's you put your hand up to mime a shaking motion. I'm using my other hand to mime that out and we're good. We're going to listen to Cupid and Psych 85, because this shit knocks. Hell yeah. Thank you. <laughs> this shit hard. <laughs> this shit hard. <laughs> um, 
Now it's I think it's we've talked we've talked run DMC. Mm-hmm. And we've talked uh Scritty Politi. And now I think it's time for arguably the headlining act here. Yeah, no question yeah, about that. No question about that. <laughs> Jakey, walk us through what you brought for us today. <laughs> All right. So today I brought uh, Janet Jackson's oh, The Velvet <laughs> Rope. Chris is so cute.
Uh, where do I begin with this record? Because uh, it's it's really just um, in, incredibly influential to a lot of modern uh, R&B and pop uh, as a whole right now. And um, I like first listened to this record about two years ago when um, uh, I was still kind of... Um, discovering myself and a lot of this uh, album is about you know self-acceptance and and the, it deals with so many topics um like um like a lot about depression self-worth um um uh surviving like domestic violence um uh, a lot of um a lot of discussions on um, on uh, like uh, same-sex relationships and sexual orientation and BDSM. So it's so many it's so many ideas packed into this really um, intimate, just really um, emotional R and B record, and um, yeah. Like, uh, like there's so many themes in the lyrics, but also the production throughout mm. the track list is so detailed. Um, Janet always has some of the most insane sound design I've heard from any pop record. And uh, this album, especially, uh, thanks to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And... Um, yeah, so the the first track, Velvet Rope, uh, uh, is j what an opener. Yeah, mm -hmm. just an like, like, incredible like <laughs> statement about what this record is going to be. Yeah, uh, it's. I would like to say as well, um, it's, it's two things. Um, I would like to uh, revive the classic Bell Stardust tweet. I remember when I was little, I would go into CD stores and look over hundreds and hundreds of cases. And I would always end up on a Janet Jackson album. And I would see like 30 tracks with 15 interludes. And I'd wonder, <laughs> what the hell happened here? Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many. There are there's so many, so like, many... four-second interludes on this record. It's Twisted Elegance, the intro, the, the technical intro track on this. Um, if you put this on any, like pop album like i'm not kidding right now like right even for like the next 10 years this shit would be a crazy opener and velvet rope also yeah. just slides right into it yeah it's so cool and it's this need that can bring out the best in us yet the worst in us this need created the velvet rope Yeah, 
Yeah, Janet, yeah, Janet just, like, throughout a lot of her albums, like this one and Rhythm Nation, uh, her her interludes either, like, go back and forth between, like, uh, oh my god, I'm so horny, or, or like, uh, we need to end, like, systemic oppression. <laughs> It's, it's honestly the only they, they two useful most hand, to anyone. The only two useful things for anyone to say ever. If you're not saying either, exactly. we need to end systemic oppression or oh my god, I'm so horny. Then like, what are you saying? Yeah. Why are you saying this to me of all people? Mm -hmm. But but yeah, like the the interlude twisted elegance leading into uh, the velvet rope, like it's. Um, it already tells us like what a lot of this record is gonna be about. You know, it's my belief that we all need, we all have the need to feel special, and it's this need that can bring out the best in us, yet the worst in us. This need created the velvet rope, and then you get the f fucking craziest like industrial like sound design. It's like, it literally sounds like fucking Killer Seven. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, like you get that, and then, and then the um, the pads come in. And, oh. and, uh, we have special needs. It's so like, oh my god. Yes. But I mean, like this just frames the entire record. It's just like this is an album about the like, you know, personal like all the personal shit you guard and ret restrain from other people but that also needs attention and care like this is what the album's about exactly yeah. mm -hmm. like uh another thing to mention with this production so the the piano keys um samples tubular bells yeah. and mm -hmm. and and the beat and that like that like filthy bass synth um that's from a Malcolm McLaren track. Oh shit, because I was wondering about that. I was literally gonna say like, what the fuck is up with this bass that is like just off key? Like slightly <laughs> like detuned from the, the actual rest of the track. Making it like, it sounds great, but also like has this sort of really unsettled edge to it, which I love. It's so weird, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the I think the Malcolm McLaren beat is just called Hobo Scratch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, just like really, lots of really sick sampling on this record too. Yeah, and then and then you get some um, later on you get the violin solo by Vanessa May, which is just like these really like crying like violin strings, just like it it blows my mind every every single time I hear it. Yeah, good. I mean, that's Velvet Rope might just straight be my favorite track on the record because it's just like such a fucking incredible <laughs> statement. I kind of mm -hmm. this track. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure because like there's so many tracks on this yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if there'd be time to go like track by track explaining each. Yeah. Do, um, do you just want to like hit one or two of them? What like just start picking bits or moments or themes and stuff that like really stand out to you that you keep coming back to. 
Mm, yeah, I think that works. Um, and because like all these themes just kind of build up throughout the record. Yeah, they just get layered onto. And, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, another standout track, uh, one of the singles, uh, or I think the lead single, Got Till It's Gone, featuring uh, Q-Tip and uh, a, a Joni Mitchell sample. I was going to say, it's... We, we're introducing a new segment on Hot Singles. It's coming at you in 3D, Ultra HD, 4K, uh, 264, rapper, dot, rbg, exe. Um, it's called Joni Watch, and anytime that uh, Joni Mitchell shows up or is worth mentioning in the context of an album anywhere, we will be engaging in lockdown to commence Joni Watch. Um, Joni, uh, Joni Mitchell, the problematic queen of hot singles, um, officially coronated with our first segment of Joni Watch. Uh, it's it's crazy that uh, the it's the Joni line that's sampled on this isn't the hook of the original song. Like it's yeah, it's like oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, Joni Mitchell never lies. No, <laughs> thank she, you, Q-Tip. She never. Thank does. you, Q-Tip. She says some bullshit, but she never lies. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Oh. She is honestly crazy. But yeah, like. On a basic level, like the reharmonization with the sample is just insanely good. Like, they mm-hmm. haven't just like done a, you know, a, it literally, it's not it a literally cover. sounds like a, it sounds like an R and B sample. Like, yeah, literally. Yeah. So yeah, like, like the, everything about the way this track is constructed, just like, is so effortless with the way it handles such weirdly like specific and complex source material. Like, I'm blown away by how like. Just like easy this sounds yeah insanely good mm-hmm. yeah uh something to mention um i guess about the production history um it's been long rumored that uh, jay dilla might have actually produced this and like Whoa. it's like like you could definitely hear the trademark sound with uh, like the the drums the the like soft keys and the record scratching but um uh he might have been left uncredited in favor of jimmy jam and terry lewis and and that's where we get um the we get jd's revenge mix of this same track oh holy shit (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna link that right now yeah, and like just recently, um, this was included in the deluxe edition, like 25th anniversary. Holy but yeah, shit. just <sighs> should we three two one this? Sit this up. Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah. Um, I'll go hit play on zero. Uh, three, two, one, go. Wow. Immediately giving me D'Angelo energy. Yeah. Just. Ooh. Squelchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that. Yeah, it's like that. That Wawa guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's a it's a JD's Revenge mix. One of the greatest uh, parenthetical uh, <laughs> like additions to a song. Right behind like uh, Children Dream Mix, Robert Miles. <laughs> he was just thinking about the children. <laughs> he was for an angel. Yeah. Because this is this is the same like core reharmonization, but like. Like more crunch and complexity. That third chord is fucking off the chain. Yeah, it's crazy. Tyler, Tyler I guess uses I should JD say, chords. I guess I should, I was gonna say, I, it's Tyler uses D'Angelo and JD chords. I should yeah, say that's, that. that's the way around it goes. Yeah. Oh my god, this is lush. Yes. And, and like, uh, different groups, you- different, like, really different groups. Like, the, 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 the album version's like, yeah. really like, pushing onto the two and the four, like, slow and like, waiting for those snare hits. This feels like really mm-hmm. upright. But like driving, I was I, yeah. yeah I was I was gonna say it's like it's uh, I was gonna say drive low and slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned like these are like Tyler chords, and I think like very recently he said that uh, Q-Tip's album Amplified is like one of his favorite albums mm-hmm. of all time, that which which is like entirely produced by Jay Dilla. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Credit to Q Tip DD Scratch and JD play. That just that's it. Yeah. That's uh in the YouTube comments here. I'm surprised they acknowledge Dill's work on this track. <laughs> I hear JD made the original and they paid him for the beat. Uh eyes emoji, eyes emoji, eyes emoji. Eyes emoji. <laughs> That's crazy. They gave Joni a writing credit on this. They did not give uh, Dilla a writing yeah. credit. That's nuts. Insane. Like, like she's even like listed it's, as it's, a feature. I, it's, I, I can't lie. It's when it's, I, I listened to the. I just got a uh, offline copy, um, and it's Joni is not listed in the official writing credits on those, but it's like obviously for Spotify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's I was really right. I was really hoping for uh, Joni Watch to be more of a surprise on your part, Jakey, but it's mm-hmm. just right there. No, no, no. This is right there. This, this is yeah. <laughs> we're so not missing funny. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, Thank you for I wanted that. to. That's, that's fucking I wanted cool. to talk about. I wanted to talk about a run of tracks. Yeah. If that's okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I wanted to talk about together again to online to empty. Mm, yeah. Yes. Oh my yeah, god. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that's like my. That's like probably my favorite run of tracks as well. I mean, like it's, together again, like it's, it's Janet being like lowered down to earth, um, <laughs> just like gorgeous, like twinkling pads. I mean, this is yeah. one like of the part. gayest straight person tracks ever. Possibly, it's yes. <laughs> and then, yeah. Oh, like get those drums like in it's. There. Yeah, like it was. Get that bass. It was, yeah, it, it was like written in 
in memory of her friends she lost to AIDS and uh, it's just a really beautiful yeah. dance track and anthem. It's so beautiful. It, I love it so much. Yeah. It, it's like it's like so weird like after hearing this record especially with the context and then like walking into like a forever 21 I was getting it on I, the speakers Jakey, they played this every day at the mcdonald's oh i work god. oh my god what? <laughs> it's a good song it's Fuck. so good that mcdonald's also had uh talking heads playing so maybe they were just with it damn <laughs> Yeah, good. So, yeah, like, old interviews, she's talking about listening to, like, New York and Soul, like, old Musts at Work production, and, like, getting reminded of, like, being a club kid at some point in her life, mm -hmm. and, like, wanting to bring that energy back, which is, oh, uh, that's a fucking incredible pull. But, yeah, N mm -hmm. New York and Soul is, like, a... Sorry, I said New York and... New, New York and... Um, like, incredible record. And, like... A huge reference point for a lot of the like, but, but like to some degree, like Latin jazz influence on house music, but also just like some of the most like joyous and like gospel inflected, like big, passionate, like mm -hmm. devotional bits of, uh, of house. And yeah, like yeah. if that, that turns into a pop track, like I can't really imagine it turning out much better than Together Again. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, like I. I feel like this also is like kind of influencing the the kind of recent um, revival of house music yes, in, in pop, especially with Beyonce's Renaissance. Mm -hmm. Man, it's I feel like it's we need to bring Renaissance on eventually. It's I listen yeah. to mm -hmm. uh, I listen to Cuff It literally like every day. It's so good. Same, it, I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do want to mention the the online interlude yeah. yes which it sounds like late 2000s james ferraro yes oh you my get the, god and then and then you get the keyboard typing and then the dial-up sound it's so and, cool i was gonna say uh, it's uh like it's launching off that james ferraro comparison empty was one of like it's i was like knocked on my ass hearing this because it's this is so good it, <laughs> It literally sounds. It's. It sounds like the most like 2011 like uh, electronic music blog song uh, ever. Excuse like, me. Exact, excuse me. It, like, what this is is like, a fucking Kalela track. Like, this is. What it, it is. Like, yes. Yes. This is a. This is a fucking song that tiny mixtapes would run out of server space trying to write about. Yeah, exactly. If it dropped Ex a decade exact, ago. Like, it's it opens good. up with these very Wild Tricks point never since loop and then uh and then it like turns into a juke track it's fucking sick yeah. probably one of the best songs ever made this is it's, this it is the other best track on this sounds, record <laughs> yeah it's it's this and uh it's if you put this like next to uh oh what's uh what's like an obscure one i could pull it up uh rizla's cam whore remix of pet shop boys home and dry with like all the <laughs> skype sounds like that, mm -hmm. it's those are absolutely in conversation with each other. Like it's yes. so, like it's so like, like this is literally a blend. This is a blend. It's a blend, <laughs> and like and another insane thing about this track. This is a song about online dating in 1997. 1997. <laughs> <laughs> At like, like the tip of the spear. Yes. Oh my god. Like Miss like Jackson. it even. What Miss did Jackson. she know? <laughs> and, 
What does she know? What uh, was she cooking? Like, like it even ends uh, with her just like being like, damn, disconnected. Like, I feel that. That's crazy. It's, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> like, it's she got the past, present, and future of gayness in a three-track run. Like, it's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, boo, that's a pull quote if ever that fucking was one. <laughs> it is, it's a, it's so good, I love this run so, I was like, I was like, I was, I was almost scandalized by it, I was like, what the hell, like this is incredible, this sounds like some shit on like ID Magazine or something. Yeah, no, but, but straight up, like the reason I kept thinking about Kalela was very much the combination of like, really upfront, really sincere personal, like, lyrics and presentation. Like the incredible vocals, mm -hmm. obviously, but like this co this bizarre combination of tracks that are like really trad in form, but then like fill out all the like little bits and pieces that like make it what it is with some of the craziest and most like, you know, whether it's the industrial shit on Velvet Rope or whether it's, you know, something that sounds almost like it could be a footwork track and like break samples and empty, like all the little sounds on the outside are just like completely off the fucking chain. And like, th this is, I remember her doing interviews, I think there's a song splitter episode about um, Rewind, which is a Miami bass track, but that she got mm -hmm. some other producers, I think it was Kingdom maybe, I can't remember the top of my head, to like, okay, mm -hmm. take this vocal, take this melody line and make, don't make a Miami bass track, make the most like weird fucked up, like empty, like UK, like bass, like club track version of it. And like spliced it together, like the production and the final version is like half Miami bass, half like, you know, fuck the Gonzo version. And, like, obviously this still retains, like, its integrity, but, like, God, it sounds so interesting. Like, it, 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 yeah. it it's constantly got, like, presence, and, yeah, so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even, even Colello, like, recently posted, uh, uh, in my Velvet Rope era, and uh -huh. her, yeah, I mean, her hair red. Raven is a, like, a perfect album, and, like, riffing off this, like, ethos so much, yeah. Exactly, like, like it just really goes to show just like, uh, like how little discussed this album is, but yet uh, it's had an enormous impact on like popular music. Like, like it's hard, it's kind of hard to imagine where uh, uh, R&B music would be right now if it weren't for this album and how, and how much it's willing to open up about the most like like the innermost personal I issues like uh like we wouldn't really get our frank oceans or scissors and no like, like uh, no and, the, and i mean this is such a weird thing because it comes right before a different kind of golden age for r&b like it comes right before the like Aaliyah destiny's child like explosion like mm -hmm. the the chart attack stuff like it's not to say this wasn't an incredibly successful record, but like Janet afterwards becomes like a piece of that much bigger R and B like explosion or like you know like the pop ascent, and like mm -hmm. this was such an, a really good album to pick because it's one that I'd heard before but hadn't like internalized in the same way that I had the albums like before this because like Rhythm Nation is one of my favorite pop records, and then after this is All for You, which is like dragging itself all the way back to the 80s for its reference points and also sounds like of a piece with all the really shiny glossy stuff and like y mm -hmm. you know stuff that yeah. sounds of a piece with like the mid 2000s and like yeah like 
we just seem to have decided right now that the the, the zone of like emotional introspection is like got to be soundtracked by like mid nineties, you know, house R and B club stuff. Like this is the era that we're dra- mm-hmm. all dragging from, and this is just like a linchpin. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. So good. Uh, uh, it's like. I don't know, Velvet Rope's, like, top ten albums for me at this yeah, point. Yeah, I can see it, I can see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, like... Later on in the track list, we get like a lot of very, uh, a lot of like ballads and um, just like a, a lot of like the most romantic cuts. Um, and we even get um, like right after the uh, full interlude where she's like, uh, how empty of me to be so full of you. We get what about, which is just this. Yeah. Exactly. It's Rena. Like, and like it's uh, just a really intense track that switches back and forth from being this like like walk along the beach, uh, moonlit night, um, and then it just hard cuts into just like guitars and just talking a lot about like the um, abuse she's gone through. It's like damn. Like, what about the times you lied to me? What about the times you said no one would want me? Just holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just literally running the album back right now. Like, yeah, oh, I, I just yes. fucking hate I get yeah. lonely and I'm like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, another, another standout track. Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think I get lonely and Got Till It's Gone were like the... F- we're like the earliest uh, I've heard these tracks before the actual album, mm-hmm. and yeah, just like in context, it really just hits hard. Uh, da, 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 da. cover watch. Yeah, hit it. Cover watch. Um, so it's the actual cover of Velvet Rope is beautiful. Like Janet, Janet's uh, mm-hmm. hair looks gorgeous. Um, like radiant. She's looking down, contemplative. It's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. It's I did. I do have. If you scroll up a little, um, there is what I think may be the greatest uh, type mark given for an artist like ever. I think. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm just gonna post it here again because I just want the satisfaction of pasting this and just like showing it to somebody else again. Oh. Um, it is. It is Janet. All caps. Um, mosaic pixelated to the absolute like tipping point of uh, il, uh, ineligibility. Illegibility. You fucking say <laughs> I learned it by reading. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. It is unreadable. Um, and I think for a record that so swiftly talks about, um, you know, the future of connection, uh, censoring yourself, 
searching for clarity, I think having your logo be censored, like pixelated like a computer is it's just it's like mind blowingly incredible move. Like just yeah. it looks gorgeous too. Like it's <laughs> oh my god. It's so fucking cool. Yeah. I I have the yeah, I have the the vinyl of this album mm. and like there's like more of that pixelation going on inside the sleeves. Oh hell yeah. Oh, yes. The liner notes just uh this really really great decision so it's yes so strong so focused so clever like it's this is the kind of thing that makes somebody a graphic designer um, exactly this this is why i want to do this shit yeah like, it's <laughs> oh my god it's so good it's so good mhm <sighs> oh my god mm. <sighs> Yeah, I, this I'm, is a, this is a fucking awesome album. Just got fucking blown away by it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think another thing, uh, like when I posted this cover, what someone was like, "Oh, this is like a really similar composition to to Jay Dilla Donuts." Mm. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> no, like head down, gaze off, like head down, like, and then just like the. Very like warm, like reds, like slightly different emotional character to the, each pose, but like similar. Yeah, I would one hundred percent see this. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. god! Oh. sorry. Can I can I just shout out to one of my favorite moments on this record, just because I'm like trying to drag on specific spots. Yeah, um, please do. Um, he, uh, the the like beautiful slow like really slinky verse. He was sitting on the airplane, sitting next to this guy. Said he wasn't too shy. And he seemed real nice until he found it. Found out he was gay. That's so not mellow. And then it just fucking explodes with the uh, the let's get free bed. <laughs> uh-huh. I just the way it just like think right comes in big like back and vocals like explode out. Yeah. I, I that was one of the moments where I was just like, I the first time I heard it again, it was literally just like a mm, yeah. You, you got one of those moments that like, you know, you set up the punchline, you set up the, the, like, the big dramatic turnarounds and things like that. And there is such a sense of like scale in this record, such ambition on this record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Free Zone especially is such like an explosive track. Yeah. It's so fun. Uh, I love the instrumental on that a lot. Yeah, the, the little horn samples and licks up. and stuff like that, like... Mm-hmm. Just pulls it all over the fucking place. Like, like I, I keep saying, like, all of it formally, like, it is R&B. It's always intelligible as R&B. But every single decision is to push it just slightly further, slightly more, like, like spacey, mm-hmm. slightly more, like, active. Slightly more extra stuff going in the, uh, on the periphery. And it just always just sells it so hard. Uh, listeners if you have not paused our podcast to just go like listen to the tracks alexis has placed under us talking in full um you can go do that that's fine it's fine it's, the door's open for you yeah mm-hmm. why, why bother listening to us if you could be listening to the record i mean that's a bad the record that's a bad way of selling our podcast but uh, yeah but it's honest this it's, shit it's honest, honest. Mm-hmm. it fucking whips you know? it's 
it's the velvet rope. It's, it's like. if we if if we as a podcast are in charge of like discussing records and opening up people's minds, it's uh, you guys can go fuck off at any point. Exactly. And, like, go start your musical journey. Yeah. Oh my god. And start it with velvet rope. Yeah. This shit cranks. It just fucking just fucking rules. <laughs> we got any more bits on bits on this record? I don't know. It's um. I it's I kind of it's. It's, I kind of just want to keep luxuriating. Yeah. It, but like it's we've mm-hmm. we've already said it's we've already like committed the most important um, that like the the huge moments. Yeah. But just like the the record mm-hmm. is just like holding all of it together because it's it is a long fucking record with twenty three tracks and obviously a bunch of them are those like weird little interludes. Uh, but, like, okay. Actually, one mm-hmm. thing. One thing I did not say yet. Hit it. Um. Fucking you. Sounds kind of like outcast, but like sexy outcast. Yeah, that's it. Just <laughs> like, when I hear like a fast drum, I'm like, that's outcast. Yeah. <laughs> even the even the hook, just the vocal layering on that. Yeah. I can so absolutely good. hear Andre 3000 saying something about uh, she being trapped in my cadmium palace. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's the last thing I had on my notes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it grooves so hard. Again, like, tiny production tweaks in the Destiny's Child track, in, to my ears, like, and somehow it's just, yeah. Like, again, so upfront about being a track about self-worth and, you know, like, anxiety and, like, mm-hmm. self-aware, like, self-awareness. Like, it's right on the surface with it, and yet feels still, like, Never, if it ever feels mawkish, it never feels over over or anything like that. It's just like straight up honest and really gripping because she's really good. She's just really fucking good at this. Yeah, yeah these, these, these like <laughs> low verses, like right in the bottom of her register. Just yeah, fucking grinds. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've like said a lot of like of what I wanted to say about this record, like why I wanted to. You know, talk about it here, and yeah, like all I can really think of is like uh, "Go Deep's another favorite track of mine. Like the the beat on that, straight up like Dame Funk, the like the the bass on that, the Wade glides, mm. so good. Uh, really, really funky track. Uh, in an album that's like this deeply confessional. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. I, can I yeah. just shout out to fucking speakerphone? Yes, yeah, speakerphone. I I was thinking about that too. Like it's it's Janet and Lisa Marie Presley. And then, does, when and I, then, I had to look up who was on the other side of this conversation. Lisa Marie from where? Where did they come from? What the fuck? Hello. Hi, it's me. You got me on a damn speakerphone. Yeah, I do. What you doing with your hands that you can't pick up the phone? Don't you worry about it. I'm taking care of my business. <laughs> what you doing? Uh, her and Michael were dating like like around that time <laughs> and then uh, and then the 
The interlude ends with uh, Lisa Marie Presley telling Janet, uh, your coochie going to swell up and fall apart. <laughs> Insane. That's awesome. Insanely good. Such, such a great album. Uh, yeah, like, I really, really don't know what R&B would be like now if it weren't for this record i don't want to know what r&b would be like without this record no (laughs) it would be worse a lot worse are we done i think we're out Mm. i think we're out i think we are oh my god jakey where the dang heck can people find you on the information superhighway hmm uh you can find me on twitter Mm. at J-A-M-M-K-A-M-M That's where you can find Jakey, Jam Cam Jakey Uh, Boo Jam Cam Jakey That's that's the one Uh, Boo (laughs) Where are you on the internet? Uh, well, there's a Twitter outage right now, so Yeah, there really um, is a Twitter outage right now (laughs) Right, right now (laughs) Right now uh, Right now, it's you can find me on SoundCloud, Bandcamp Um, Webkins uh, Neopets. If you if you uh, it's, if you have Flashpoint, I'm usually playing like Raft Wars on there. Um, you can see me in balloons. Uh, uh, when the Twitter uh, outage goes up, you could see me. Uh, Gone the witch from Mercury. <laughs> I d- mm-hmm. I do a lot of um, music and uh, graphic design stuff as well, and um, you can find my music at jamcamjams.bandcamp.com jamcam jams yeah yeah uh jakey one of the uh jakey your your shit is so fucking cool it is so awesome thank you so Um, much it's i also it's i also really respect that it's if if you if you want somebody with integrity jakey puts up halloween free mixes to download instead of just like streaming like that is that is Mm -hmm. so cool yeah, I I don't really see enough people doing that. Like. It's for for me. It's I am scared of uh, Bandcamp bringing the hammer down. Right. Um, but it's I've always just had that inclination. You are just fucking pimp. It's the way so, I live. Thank you. Never live in fear. Yeah, I've. Yeah, I've like. I also got like a lot of new music that's like very different from some of the stuff I've already put Ooh. out, so I'm excited for people to hear that soon. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to hear that. Thank you, yeah. Um, you can find me on other places, but also Twitter, at Regression with three S's. Uh, that'll figure itself out at some point in time. Um, Boo. Yeah. Do you know what you are going to bring to the next episode of Hot Singles? Uh, I think so. Um, we will be, uh, at least on my end, we will be discussing, uh, hailing from Death Bomb Arc, uh, Lauren Boosfield's Palimpsest. Hell yeah. I'm so excited for this record. Um, Hell yeah. And I will be bringing Divers by Joanna Newsom. <gasps> Gasp. Ooh. Gasps. Gasp is shocking, shocking all. <gasps> Uh, there you fucking go Um, that's a fucking episode of Hot Singles Um, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time Bye. bye 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 you did it